Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've invited Colleen Kendrick to the show today. Colleen is the founder of the marketing and management firm for Kendrick and Company. She is a big believer in the transformative power of communication. So grab a notebook and a pen. My name is Julie Dean, and we are United State of Women. Hello, Colleen. Welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to join you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I'd love for you to just share a little bit with our listeners about your background and just, you know, about your background and your career. Sure, sure. It's been an interesting path. And I think it's funny when I talk to people about it, I'm like, looking back, the breadcrumbs make sense. But at the time, I think I was figuring it out, right? And so I, I have always been passionate about marketing. That's one thing that was always very clear to me. I actually started my undergraduate education as a journalism student. I love to write. I love to be a communicator. And when I realized that I thought, you know, there was something beyond journalism for me, I was trying to think about how to leverage that ability to craft communication and really interact with people into a career that I thought would be fulfilling. And so I pivoted early in my studies from journalism to marketing and found a home that I've been in ever since. So more than 20 years now. When I did my undergraduate work, I actually initially started my career in retail marketing. I served in two different, very large retail firms as their national marketing manager and really got a lot of experience in, in consumer communication, you know, speaking to consumers, helping consumers, marketing directly to consumers. And that was a really good foundation for my career. Personally, at one point I pivoted and I think this happens to a lot of us. I started thinking about how could I maybe use this thing I'm passionate about and these powers for good. And at the same time, I was considering that there had been a health condition with my grandmother. She had been diagnosed with cancer and she and I were very close. And I thought, you know, maybe I could be marketing and communicating around things like this that are or maybe a little heavier, but a little more serious, maybe have a broader impact than me working in retail in retail marketing. And so as all of that was going on, you know, happenstance, I, I realized there was an opportunity open with the American Cancer Society. At the time I was living on the West Coast and the Bay Area and was doing my MBA looking at consumer behavior. And I thought, what if I study consumer behavior around cause marketing and engagement with health education messages and, and product sales? So it was this merging of my kind of prior retail experience and where I thought I wanted to pivot my career. And I spent years working for the American Cancer Society there and fell into a, a sweet spot. And so I've been in healthcare marketing in particular and nonprofit marketing ever since in a variety of different ways, working both corporately in, in health organizations and working now for the last almost seven years in my firm. And I also have had the benefit of going back and pursuing my doctorate when my children were a little bit younger and leveraging that into being able to teach this marketing and the power of communication to students at the local university. That's so incredible to me. You know, there's just a lot of layers there and just the amount of experience that you've, you know, gained through every 
step of this journey is something that I really want to emphasize, you know, early on when you were first learning how to communicate in writing, what did that look like? So I've always, I've always just been interested in that as my creative outlet. I learned pretty early on that I was not a a good artist as far as illustration or any of that. One of my brothers definitely got that gene, but I've always been able to really think about what it was, I, what message I wanted to come across and how I would communicate that. And for me, that always felt most comfortable doing it on paper. And so when I was younger, you know, in those kind of angsty teen years we've all had, right? I wrote a lot of poetry and things like that. I journaled quite a bit. And so that felt like a very natural outlet for me. And so when I realized I wanted to be in a place where I was communicating with people, I leaned immediately into that because that was a, that was a sweet spot for me, right? It was a place I was comfortable. You know, I knew I I didn't want to be on broadcast television or anything like that. I thought, you know, the the power of this written word is going to be the way that I can get this message across. And so that worked well for me. I, I, you know, got selected to speak at our high school graduation. I won a scholarship to start my undergraduate career in journalism. And so there was a lot kind of behind me going, hey, this you're, you're good at this. This is a skill that you really should develop. And I was very passionate about that. But I did realize that you know, and I think one of the things that made me change my major was that I wanted to keep doing that, but that was not going to be my only outlet. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like there's something beyond just writing for me. And I've, I'm a very outgoing person. I love meeting new people. And I thought, how, how can I take this beyond the page? And so that's really where I started to look at marketing as, as a broader field. Yeah. Marketing and advertisement. So you know, I'm curious now my brain keeps spinning, right? Because the evolution as you're gaining your writing skills and your experience, you know, you had social media take off, you know, the internet was really blowing up. And so did you see an opportunity with like blogging or, you know, content writing? What did that journey look like? And how did you discover that marketing was ultimately like the portal? Yeah, great question. So I'm going to age myself here. I The first year that I was in college at, at Temple doing my undergraduate was the first time I ever used email. Okay. So now I sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> Hard to believe that was literally only 25 years ago, right? So the world has changed immensely as we've seen so much development in digital. And so I joke with my students all the time and and my clients as we're talking about this and looking at different demographics of folks that we're talking to, particularly around age and, and comfort in digital spaces. There are a lot of us out there who grew up with sort of analog childhoods and digital adulthoods. And so for me, I feel like that's very reflective of this, right? That analog process was me writing physically on paper, typing things up sometimes on a typewriter back in the day, eventually email, getting involved in those digital spaces. One thing that marketing has been incredible for is that it's so diverse in the types of roles you can take on as a marketer and the types of channels you can get involved in. And it gets more and more of that every day as we develop new platforms digitally. I think one of the things that really helped me was going from, okay, these platforms are now allowing you to communicate in new places. What does that mean for you? And I've always been kind of a voracious learner, right? You don't end up with a doctorate without really, really being a a lifelong student. And so for me, it was like, well, I want to know about these new things and I want to try these new things. And so across my career, I, you know, early in my MBA, I actually started an online retail business that I ran for a while with some partners until we we sold that off. I started a blog. I still run a blog and podcast. 
podcast at themomshuffle.com talking about women who were in business and what the challenges and, and, you know, celebratory moments of that look like. And so I think for me, I love that the digital evolution has also been an evolution of my career because I've stayed open to it and I've been able to take those skills that I have and just nudge myself continuously out of my comfort zone to learn how to apply those core communication principles in new ways and in new places. That's so cool. You know, this is hitting all my nerd points. You know, I just, I'm enjoying hearing this and, you know, this journey and everything that led up to where you are now is really inspiring. I'm curious for our listeners who might be interested in, you know, journeying down, they have a writing skill, but they're not quite sure how to grow and how to, you know, stretch themselves. What, what are some, what are some tips that they could take in to really start pushing themselves, whether it's through digital media or just marketing opportunities? Yeah. I mean, the beauty of the internet is that you can test things out, right? You can put stuff out there and you can see if people respond. You can do that at no cost. You can ramp yourself up a little and do it at a little bit of cost and and test some content out by putting a little cash behind it on some social platforms. I think the, the key thing for me and, you know, 20 plus years into a career now, looking back, like I said, at the breadcrumbs and going, oh, this all sort of makes sense, even though I ended up in a place I didn't expect to end up in, is that Now, you have to think about two things when I think you're thinking about communication. What are you passionate about communicating about? Are you for me? That's where that that connection to healthcare came in. Not that I didn't love selling arts and crafts and party supplies and all of the stuff I was doing for the retailers I was working with. Those were very fun jobs. But for me, I I was like, if I'm going to spend the time communicating, I want to communicate about something meaningful that makes an impact. So I think the first thing is, what is it you're passionate about communicating about? Because then when you find that passion point, it, it just feels better, right? You're more willing to spend time researching it and writing about it if you really care about the content you're putting out. I think the other thing that's really important to think about, and I'll lean into my marketing hat here a little bit, you know, who is who's the segment that you're trying to communicate to? And what kind of value are you trying to provide them? And I think that answering those questions, you know, who are the people that this messaging is for? And what is it I hope they can do with it helps you start thinking about where you would put it, right? So it, am I going to build a blog? Am I going to just be someone who is developing thought leadership on LinkedIn or Twitter? Who is it that this message is for? And what's the best way to get that across to them so that they can find value? in it. So I think if you can get to a place where you're passionate about what you're writing about and you know exactly who you're writing for, then you can really start to narrow that funnel. It's very, very, very easy these days to get lost in this idea that you have to be everywhere, right? So it's like, okay, Clubhouse started, got to start in Clubhouse. TikTok started, got to get on TikTok. And, and we're trying to be all of the places. And the fact of the matter is our message isn't for everyone and it isn't for everyone. And so I would start by kind of reining it in, right? Get back to those core principles. And then it sort of intuitively maps itself out. I love that. That is so powerful. That is very helpful and very great tips. You know, I'm just thinking about as you were exploring and journeying out there and seeing what was working, were there ever times that you felt alone or that you saw the bigger picture and no one was just getting it? They just weren't getting it. How did you, how did you communicate and like deal with those relationships? 
Yeah, that's, that happens, right? It's just, that's just the nature of it. It's the nature of working in an organization. You know, when you have maybe layers of leadership or colleagues that maybe are kind of stalling out or not carrying their weight, right? There's, there's challenges in those relationships. There's challenges when you're working with, with clients or when I'm teaching students, right? There's always going to be the message that you're putting out there that you want to resonate and it's not going to resonate with everyone, right? And so we, you know, we in communication science, we call this encoding and decoding, right? So I'm encoding the message in the way I think you should hear it. And I have perception of how that is going to come across to you. But when you decode it, I typically am not with you to explain it to you. And so there's all these other things going on about how you felt about my tone or the way I use the language there that didn't feel appropriate to you, or there's just literal noise going on in your life competing with other things. And so that message isn't coming across clearly. And so I think there's a lot of times where either in partnerships, we're maybe not in the same place, or even if we are from the strategy side, aligned on what we want that message to be. It doesn't always land the way that we want it to land. And so we, you know, we see that all the time now in industry, we see companies put messages out and people be like, wow, this message is completely tone deaf and ridiculous. Like why, who made this through this review? And it's because when they encoded it, it didn't sound the way that they expected people to decode it. Right. And so part of it is on us is making sure that we're crafting those messages properly and that we're conscious of how that message is coming across to people. I think in general, in managing relationships and difficulty and kind of where there's friction, most of that to me, when I say I'm a, when I say I'm a big believer in the transformative power of communication, I mean that because almost every situation I've seen, both in my professional and personal life, where there's dissonance, right? Where, where there's friction happening and there's frustration, it's because there hasn't really been transparency and communication. And so sometimes it's that we haven't been really clear about what our underlying goals are or what we need the outcome, you know, the action of that message to be. And so we're not exactly sure how that message has come across, or we haven't bothered to really share the message to begin with in a way that was going to really impact the other person. So I think when we see friction there, whether it's from the strategy side, whether it's in navigating relationships, professional or personal, for me, I always step back and go, all right, the message itself didn't get there. And how can I think about whether this was the right message delivered in the wrong place or to the wrong group of people, or whether the message itself is at the core of what needs to be adjusted? That's incredible. You know, I'm thinking if, you know, anyone listening right now is just wondering, you know, and they have no interest in marketing just from the communication points of this whole discussion, there's so much to take in. And I'm just like, yeah, that movie lost in translation, right? How often are we like so confused, but it's because the other person wasn't there to explain it. And now we got to wait until we see them again. And you're like, could we have discussed this over email? Well, probably not. Cause you couldn't hear the, the tone or the whatever. Yeah. yeah well, and I mean, and, and the beauty of digital is that we can fire off a communication really quickly. Right. So like when, when, you know, we didn't carry cell phones, many little computers in our pockets all day, we intentionally had to have conversations, right? We would walk down and knock on someone's office door and, and talk to them about things. So now it's easy to fire, you know, replies off. And in many ways that's great, right? Because we maybe can be more productive and we don't lose that time that we would have spent not only moving towards someone, but getting involved in other conversation that's now taken us kind of down the rabbit hole. But I think the, the risk in that 
is that we fire off things and they can sound direct or harsh or confrontational. And that's not always how they were, you know, meant to be received. And I know I do that myself. I'm, I'm obviously very conscious of how I communicate. I know that there are times where I've got a thousand things going on and I want to address this question to move a deadline forward. And so my replies are shorter and more direct not intended to be harsh, not intended to be anything, right? It's just, hey, this is the situation I'm in and this is the situation you need help with. Let's keep this moving. And I, and so I think, you know, you can get to a level of comfort in both your professional and, and personal relationships when you know kind of the foundation of communication, you kind of understand the circumstances that people are operating in, people that are, are decoding those messages in. And so, you know, my team knows that if they get a short and sweet answer back from me, it's because I want to help them address this because there's a need, but I also am probably involved in something else. And that's okay, right? It's just, you know, tactically moving things forward. So really framing it up and thinking about kind of the foundation of that conversation and the relationship you have with the person that you're talking to is really important. This is so great. This has been really, really, you know, educational, inspirational, powerful. Like I'm like fill in the word. And, you know, I would just love to give you a minute here to just share about your firm, you know, your marketing management firm and what services you offer and just kind of how our listeners can get better connected to you and what you offer. Sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we primarily work in the nonprofit and healthcare spaces, helping move meaningful message forward, messages forward. And I always say we're, we're on a mission to do good work with good people. That's what I want to do with my career. I want to use the power of communication and, and all of those marketing frameworks and tools and skills to make something meaningful happen for people. And so that's really our goal. And so we work with all sorts of organizations, everything from, like I said, healthcare to social service, to community coalitions, to just think about what are those messages and how can we move them forward? I also just have such a sweet spot for small business. Like, you know, I, like I said, I host the mom shuffle podcast. I love talking primarily to women who are business owners about what that life is like, because I think sometimes we, we got to get behind the curtain a little and understand each other a little better and know that we're not alone. And so we do also have, you know, for folks that aren't able to, to work with us client relationship, we have a lot of resources online. I also publish resources multiple times a week on my LinkedIn, just quick tips, you know, short video hits and links to resources that will help people think about how they're communicating. We have one coming up this week about communicating with donors and what you really need to be thinking about as you structure donor communications. And so if you're listening and you're like, hey, we're not in a ready to be a client space, but maybe some of the stuff you're talking about is relevant to us, go to our website and, and pull it down and make it work for your organization. That's awesome. And of course, I'll have all of that in the show links below so everyone can get access to all of that. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Colleen. Yeah, it was such a treat. Thanks, Julie. Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. 
Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.